Listen to this Acast show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow! I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey once again, and I have in my right hand the 26th of March 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers, and it's usually, keen listeners will observe, it's usually in my left hand. It's in my right hand today, because in my left hand I have got the free gift that came with this issue, which miraculously was included when I bought it off yeah, of Yeah, that's day. incredible. Because some, sometimes there's been free gifts that haven't been included. No, this one has. You wouldn't and expect it, it, wouldn't you? Would you, after all these years? Yeah, and it is a Milk Cup final chart. A fold-out poster it. wall chart thing, uh, which I've sent you a screen grab of, and I'll post on the uh, on the Twitter and this, this is this is out. they knew what the final was going to be it was Spurs versus Liverpool this year was it um was it yeah looks like in the yeah, pictures it looks like yeah because it's Spurs and Liverpool unless that was last year's oh, one oh that was Hang 1982 on. yeah yes so I don't know who was yes. in the 1983 yeah because I, I, funnily enough I was, I'm reading Hoddle's autobiography at the moment and he mentions that they got mm. to the final and Liverpool beat them uh because that they won the FA Cup twice in a row, and they won, and they got to the Milk Cup final in yeah. the '82 as well. It was a good it, Tottenham team, but thank it was, God it um, never progressed any further than that. <laughs> it was Liverpool, Manchester United in '83. Uh, in case you're wondering, Liverpool I don't know what the score won. was. I think they will have done. Yeah, because Manchester, yeah, United... Manchester United won the FA Cup that year, didn't they, against Brighton? 1983 Milk Cup. Two one uh, Liverpool after extra time. Ronnie Whelan in the ninety-eighth minute. Liverpool were just this was their imperial phase, really, wasn't it? It was. I mean, it, it had really been going was. on for a few yeah. years, but they were still balls deep in it in eighty-three. They were in their pomp. It was yeah. just like we're gonna. I, I mean, West is... Ham got to the League Cup final in eighty-one, and Liverpool beat us. So they must have won it at least three times in a row, actually, because yeah. in eighty-one they beat West Ham, in eighty-two they beat Spurs, in eighty-three they beat Man U. And this, was, I mean, I would say that the Milk Cup was probably bigger then than it is now. I don't even know what oh, it's fucking called yeah. now. Yeah. But it was still the very Carabao much... Cup now. They, they were still in the European Cup in 83. It was before the ban. So it was been very mm. much fourth on their list of priorities. And yet they still managed to just routinely fucking win it. Mm. I mean, Liverpool was... in that phase... If you imagine the teams who have dominated since then, I would say Liverpool even more than Manchester United in the 90s and noughties. Liverpool really were just sort of taking the piss, yeah, weren't the, they? Yeah, the, it was stage. just them. There wasn't anybody else. I, I found Villa it actually very boring. I mean, I, I yeah. did when I was a kid. I found it very boring because i tell you what else. I found it quite hard to appreciate Ronnie Whelan, Steve Nicholl, 
Craig Johnson, even Ian Rush. And there'll be Scousers and other Liverpool fans going, oh, how can you say that? But to me as a kid, I just found it boring. I was right. much more engaged in Liverpool when, when uh, Doug Leach took over his manager and they signed Barnes and Beardsley. Yeah. Because to me, that was like, maybe it was I got I was at an age where I was like appreciating it more, but it was so exciting. And then Rush left and Aldridge came. That was a really good team to watch. But this team in the 80s when I was younger, it was just like, oh, fucking hell. This lot again. They're just yeah. like a machine. It's not even that they, they thrilling were, to they? watch. It yeah. was just a machine. Before that, kind of a few years before, kind of like when I was about that age that you were at, what you're talking about, yeah. they had Ria Kennedy and Terry McDermott and Graham Souness. And yeah. there was more flair in that team than yeah. I think there was in the in the mid-80s. I just remember Steve Nichol winning it, player of the year and just thinking, yeah. why? Like, that's so boring. Yeah. It revolved around Dalglish and Rush, I think, and then the rest of them were just a kind of platform for them to to, to do their thing. Yeah, because Sunas fucked it was, off, didn't he? It was a very uh, effective machine-like team. Hmm. It was a tedious sort of time to be a young yeah. football fan, really. I mean, people romanticise it now, but mainly that will be Scousers romanticising it. Yeah. Because for the rest of us, it was just like, okay, so... And then it became Liverpool and Everton. And even that was only slightly less boring because it was sort of like, mm. uh, so it's just going to be changing hands every year between two clubs who were fucking right next door to each other in Liverpool. And then Arsenal got involved as well towards the end of the year. Yeah, didn't they? boring Arsenal. Have you seen that documentary on BT Sport, Two Tribes, about the era um, of Liverpool dominating football in the 80s? Someone sent me I a have. link to it yesterday on Twitter, but it's been right. out a while. I don't think I've seen it. Oh. Feels like prime, prime Dawson content to me. I might have Frankie done and then just forgotten about it. The 80s, Scousers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway the Milk Cup final chart 1983 you can fill in the teams the sub the captain the manager fill in the club colours that they, they wear the goal scorers the linesman the referee my player of the match my goal of the match half time score full time score and then my comments on the match at the bottom it was a and poor game <laughs> Liverpool were dull but won <laughs> anyway and then at the bottom, underneath your comments bit, there's a bit where you put your signature. Signed, that nice? Samuel Signed. Delaney Esquire the third. <laughs> I commit my comments to the record with my it's, signature. It's amazing, though, that the degree to which... I mean, it's funny now, but I would have got a real kick out of this when I was a kid. Yeah, and I probably I would, would have, have filled, filled it in. in. Yeah. And, and that thing of having forms... Do you know what I mean? Forms and shit, like... Official documentation was yeah. strangely thrilling to mm. young people in mm-hmm. this era. I don't think I don't see my kids like loving it because they do a think on the computer. But did you like you get things like saying, "Oh, great! They've got boxes for me to fill out." It looks just like yeah, yeah. when Mum's got to fill out something for the bank. Yeah, well, it's it, it kind of it tallies with the legal ladders, doesn't it? It's like you've got control over the official. You know, standings yeah. of the league. I, bet, I mean, basically, admin for kids yeah. was a big boom area in Kid the Min. 80s. Kidmin. It was. And it goes back to how, like, we've spoken before about how we loved, loved going to the post office. Stamp, stamp. Stamp, stamp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Because you'd, just, yeah. you'd love watching them, like, do their shit in the post office. And then you wanted, I wanted to work at the post office. Yeah. 
In fact, I've had some good news recently that I was going to save up for the Friday episode, but it's suddenly become relevant, so I'll share Ooh. it now. Okay, you sure? The loc- yeah, it's All pretty right. big news. Yep. The local convenience shop mm-hmm. closest to my house, which is really one of the only kind of walking distances. It's all just rows and rows of houses near where I live. Like, So there's not many shops you can just pop out to in a minute right. sort of thing. But there is one. Right. And recently, and it's a local institution, and recently it was refurbed. Mm-hmm. And it has been revealed to me that it is having its own sub-post office concession in there. Oh, that's fantastic. That will be opened this Friday by the local MP. Hey, So suddenly there is a sub-post office almost... I can almost see it from my house, so it's that close. And the local MP's coming to do an official opening. Will I be there? Of course I fucking will. Front and centre for the opening of my new local... Mate, the, if not, it's like I get in the car. If I've got a parcel, like say if I'm doing a big badge send out, mm-hmm. I'm getting in the car and driving to the to a post office. This is a local post office right near my house, an MP ceremony. Mm-hmm. I'll be there as one of the local faces um, applauding and just fucking getting right behind it. And then hopefully I'll get to see the post office operative doing some post office admin. Stab, 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 wow. stab. That's incredible. What I, what I will say, I'm worried about slightly, is that you've just revealed your whereabouts this Friday. <laughs> and I didn't it, say it, what the shop was. Well, I mean, people kind of know which vague area you live in. They could do their research. I don't know. I can remove this from the episode if you want, if you're worried. Well, no, I'll just take the Terminator with me. Yeah, if you're wondering enough. which one I am, I'll be wearing a balaclava. Right, I don't know if anyone, if the MP will find it odd if I turn up in a balaclava clutching a baseball cap bat just to watch yeah. the opening of a sub-post office. But I'll, if she asks any questions or if her hand is still, I'll say, look, I pose no threat. This is simply, for, you know, I'm yeah. quite a famous podcaster. You're quite famous. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had to take these measures. For yeah. my own security, please just get on with the just, ceremony. I'll, th- th- I won't cause any bother. I don't want to distract from everything that's going on because it's an important time for the community. But at the yeah. same time, we don't want another Jill Dando on our hands. I don't want to make it about me, but, you know, I've got two kids. There's people who depend on me. So I have to wear a balaclava and carry a baseball bat when I think there's a risk that my location may have been compromised. I'm sure they'll understand. <laughs> oh, that's fine. You should have said. <laughs> if any of the listeners want to go along and video this and put it on YouTube, that'll be excellent for my uh, yeah. entertainment if purposes. If you want to get fucking terminated. Yeah. Um, so, right, we've got Roy the Rovers then. Um, there's the free milk cup final chart. We've dealt with that. Um Sign please, which is the centre spread in colour with an autograph of a player. It's Alan Kennedy of Liverpool this week. There he is. Alan did, did Kennedy. Did he get did he get Parkinson's, mate? No, that was Ray Kennedy. Oh. Who was uh, who, they weren't related. Right. But, uh I think Ray Kennedy was from the northeast as well. Alan Alan Kennedy went to my school. Really? My school. So they were both called Kennedy, the they were both from the northeast. Alumni. They both played for Liverpool, but they were yeah, not related. They weren't related. That's, a remarkable fact. And uh, I served Alan Kennedy in our price in the Metro <gasps> Centre in Gateshead once in what around 1991. I can't remember. Can't remember, sorry. Simply red. Was, a new he flame. Probably, 
it was probably not have been stars because every cunt was buying it then. Oh, um, I actually was, liked uh, a new flame, but for me, stars was just oh god. It, it reminds me of a very poor era for music generally when when they dominated and they were pretty yeah. much the biggest band certainly in the UK for <clears> that period in the early nineties. Well, Whereas I, in the eighties, I thought they were a good band, mate. I said before when we moved shops from our price metro centre along the road to, to further along the mall, there was only two CDs that we had because all the stock was in the old shop. We were busy fitting the shelves in the in the shop and one of the CDs was Stars by Simply Red, which got played over and over again all oh. day. And I don't mind it. I don't didn't you? grow to hate it. It's got some great songs oh. in it. For Your Babies is a brilliant song by Simply Red. But the song Stars is just so, it's very reminiscent of the time if I hear that song. Yeah. And I just... I don't mind it. I don't know. But A New Flame, I loved that. And of course, yeah. I don't know what the album before that was called, but the one where they really broke out and it had Money Too Tight to Mention <clears> and all that stuff on, that was fucking... They were blinding then. Was it Picture Box or something like that, was it called? Yeah. Holding Back the know. Years. All that stuff, anyway. Um, but, uh, so Ray, Ray Kennedy, I don't know what he what he bought, but um, I, I did acknowledge him and say that I thought he was a, a great player and I really enjoyed watching him when I was a kid. So Oh, that's nice. So it went better it, than the time that you It went better than the Gary Bennett, Bennett one. Yeah, yeah, it went better than that. But Alan Kennedy went to my school and grew up near where I lived. So um, that's that. Um, Do you know who went to right. my school, mate? You know... You know um, I'm just going to remember his name, actually. Um, have you ever seen Grease 2? Is it Maxwell Caulfield? Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. out of the Colbys, yeah? And Dynasty. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, like, he was awesome. And then he was mm-hmm. also in Grease 2, and uh, which I'm a big fan of. I think Grease 2 is a woefully underrated film. Okay. And, and obviously he was great in Dynasty and the Colbys. Right. Fucking walks into the pub one day, right? in Barnes and I was like fuck me I'm sure that is Maxwell Caulfield right so I quickly um, I took a picture without him noticing and I sent it to my good wife and I went is this who I fucking think it is and she was like that's Maxwell Caulfield so I was like okay what's he fucking doing around here better do a bit of research so a few Googles later Turns out he's from the did area, go- and he even went you- to the same fucking school as me. <laughs> did you Google what's Maxwell Caulfield doing round here? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> not how Google works, is it? Yeah, and, uh, and it, I got Google back, just going simple. He fucking grew up round there. He even went to your school, you cunt. <laughs> I've got a special Google. He's visiting his old patch. You fucking idiot. I've got geezer Google, which is all done <laughs> like that. All right, then. That's, um, I think, Maxwell Caulfield doesn't trump Alan Kennedy, but fair enough. No, Um, but it's decent. It is. Right, so, Roy is on the front cover, and he's unleashing... You can see, I've sent you the picture. I'm holding it up with the camera for you. That's the picture used on the annual of the Roy of the the Rovers 80s annual that we started all of this with. Oh, right, is it? It's the same image, yeah. Nice one. It's a good one. It's a classic. Yeah, it's brilliant. it's the rocket, it's a left foot shot, and yeah. he's got a, a nice grin on his face as he does it, and it just says, Is this the equaliser? Yeah, he knows. Goal. I'll turn away before it even hits the net because I know where it's going. I start celebrating before I've even kicked it. Fucking four. <laughs> At the same time, I'm the only cunt who's ever celebrated prior to scoring a goal. 
because I was that confident I was about to score. I celebrate before the ball even gets to my feet. <laughs> <laughs> I hit it with both hands in the air because I know where it's going. Not many players have the confidence to do that, but I I am one of them. <laughs> if, if Roy Riss has never done that in this story, then why not? That's what I want to know. Um, Sometimes I walk out the tunnel already celebrating. <laughs> Sometimes I go up to the ref before kickoff and I say, you might as well give me that ball now because I'm going to have it after the game. There's three going That's in. right, cunt. I'm going to score at trick. <laughs> Put it down in your little notebook now. <laughs> I'll tell you the minutes. I'll tell you the minutes if you like. Left foot, 13th minute. Right foot, 42nd minute. Head, 73rd. Bang. <laughs> Give me the ball. <laughs> I've written it. In this envelope is a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. On that piece of paper are the times of, uh, of the goals I will score in this game and a brief <laughs> summary of what I do to score the goal. Keep that. <laughs> As a copy for you and the opposition captain, and refer to it at the end. See how correct I was. <laughs> I have also placed it inside a cheesecake, which will appear on the Paul Daniels Magic Show this evening on BBC One at seven twenty. Paul will cut open the cheesecake and reveal the envelope and its contents. And there will be evidence that that cheesecake was based prior to today's game, so there were no shenanigans at play. The flavour of the cheesecake? Millionaires. <laughs> Best one. Only one I'll eat. Next question. Well, there aren't any questions, Roy. This is a football match we need to start. We're a bit have right you, late. Uh, have you finished, Roy? We need to get this game underway. It's two minutes past three. All right. Now. Commence the Roy Race hat-trick show. That's what I'm calling this fixture. Jalapeño. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Jalapeño. Let's find out if that's really what happens then. Um, we get into the story, and of course the top left hand of the first page tells us what's been going on. It says, although Roy Race was convinced that veteran keeper Tubby Morton was worth his place in the Melchester Rovers first team, pressure from fans and officials had forced him to bring back Charlie Carter against Redstoke. A goldmouth mix-up gave the visitors a 1-0 lead and now the pressure was on Charlie. So Carter's back in the team. He's fucked it up. He's had a bit of a clash with Vic Guthrie um, and everyone's been made to look like a cunt because Roy wanted to keep Tubby Morton in the team, didn't he? Yeah. To be fair, Morton probably would have been worse. Morton was lucky last time out because Roy yeah, did all and, the work. And Morton just wanted out. It was Morton's left the country to keep him in the he? team. Let's not forget, he's left his wife in charge of the sports shop. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we might get back to more of that later on. So Vic Guthrie and Charlie Carter are having a row. Guthrie says, you should have called for the ball, Charlie. A good keeper rules his own area. You ought to know that. Charlie Carter <laughs> responds with his, his red gloves and his hands on his hips, he says, uh, I suppose Toby Morton would have done better, eh? Um, <laughs> Roy uh, comes across and interjects, tries to break the fight up. Vic Guthrie says, maybe ye would, aye, dot, dot, dot. Uh, Roy says, that's enough. You're equally to blame. Redstoke wouldn't have scored if you'd both, if you hadn't both been ball-watching. <laughs> that's them told. You pair of uh, fucking cunts. <laughs> Roy Guthrie says, What's Roy's this, right. a fucking mother's meeting? 
<laughs> now, right, right, say, let's get on with it. Walking into a room and saying, what's this, a fucking mother's, a mother's meeting, meeting. Yeah. Is, is a brilliant thing to do, right? I got, I got it. I mean, I'm not saying he originated it, but there was a um, a really funny producer at Talk Sport called Ash. You know right. Ash? Um, Brummy bloke, so. right? Ash Gould. So. He's on air as well. I think he's co-host oh, yeah, now yeah, to yeah. James Whale, right? He's uh, He's got a brother, hasn't he? he yeah, yeah, Johnny Gould. Yeah. yeah, both top lads. And, yeah. um, and Ash used to always walk into a room and if there was more than two men in there <laughs> chatting, he would just always walk in and go, what's this, a fucking mother's mated? And his probably <laughs> accent, right? And I, I used to love, love that. So I, I took it, you know, I took it on. I, took it, it was just you, one you of those things that you, I like to say. I, I thought yeah. it was funny. I, I thought I'll have that, right? But yeah. now I've, I've had to stop saying it around the house because my wife and daughter said it was really sexist. Uh, yeah, I guess it probably I mean, is. it is, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard for us it's to tell sometimes, though, isn't it? Just just one of the many pleasures that has been removed from us, the the white middle-aged male. There's a lot to because be said. the rest of society have told us that we've been cunts for too long. So mm. now, oh, we have to stop being fucking cunts to everyone. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new era. And um, we're dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> but I've reserved the right to say if I'm still with other dinosaurs. Yeah, okay. Anyway, Rice, think, Rice thinks Charlie's a bag of nerves. Mother's meeting? No, sorry. Can we continue? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could incorporate it in the introduction of some episodes if you want. What's this, a fucking Delaney. mother's meeting? What's this, a fucking mother's meeting? <laughs> <laughs> or you can say the variation is what's this some sort of mother's meeting yeah some sort of meeting that's not sexist a mother's is it the what's fun. this some sort of meeting which is oh, open to a little oh. fucking get together are you what's this a fucking community get together a round table <laughs> powwow I can't say powwow either can you oh I don't think you can do Charlie Carter as a Native American but it's only a matter of time before we get cancelled. Um, might as well cancel for loads of stuff than just one thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, Roy thinks Charlie's a bag of nerves. He's realised that everyone will be expecting him to play better than Tubby Morton. Damn right there will be. Fucking um, hope so. As the game restarted, Roy gets the ball at his feet and it, he's going to go solo, isn't he? He's going to just try and score a goal himself. He's, he's thinking, maybe if we get straight back into the game, it'll help Charlie and the rest of the team to settle down. And he is he's ploughing through the uh, Red Stork team. Someone in the crowd shouts, Roy's made a break. <laughs> hell. Uh, and then we get a, a, a long shot of the pitch and there are one, two, three, four, five, six Red Stork players in front of Roy. He's halfway between the centre circle and their penalty box. Um, someone on the left shouts, with you, Roy. Someone on the right shouts, spare man on your right. Roy thinks, not this time, lads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, any cunt. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and he thinks then in the next one, it's that shot that's on the front cover of him taking the long shot. And he thinks, the boss is trying a long shot. The boss. 
<laughs> I've noticed mate. that uh, there's an American recording artist called Bruce Springsteen becoming increasingly popular in this country. <laughs> refers to himself as the boss, regardless <laughs> to say my legal team have reached <laughs> out to Mr Springsteen and that matter will be resolved very soon. He has received a cease and desist notice in the very strongest of terms. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless to say, every time Mr Springsteen is referred to as the boss within the confines of the UK, yours truly will be receiving a stipend. Thank you very much. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> what? <laughs> no one's asking any questions. You're just talking to yourself, Roy. Uh, there he is. He tries a long shot and says, The rocket! There it is. Straight at the back of the net. Uh... The red store keeper goes, ooh! And the fans go, yes! And Roy thinks, thank the stars it came off. <laughs> it <laughs> the came stars. off, yeah. Thanks I to just the scored Oracles. a fucking goal, thank God. <laughs> Pick the fucking bones out of that cunt. <laughs> um, so then, over the page, and it says, Ch- Roy's hit or miss goal failed to calm Charlie Carter's nerves. And he's leaping for a ball and he punches it away and it goes off at an angle. It's not a clean punch. Um, a fan says, another mistake. He tried to punch the ball clear instead of catching it. A Red Stoke player who was nearby at the Carter shouts, finish it off, Red Stoke. And the shot comes in way past Charlie Carter. It looks like it's heading towards the corner. But Noel Baxter is on the line and he lunges with his right foot and deflects it round the post for a corner. Uh, and Noel Baxter shouts, No chance! As he deflects the shot away. And uh, the number six, who the fuck's the number six? It's probably Jimmy Slade. Um, shouts, Good old Noel! He got back just in time! So it could have been disastrous. At half time, they walk off, and uh, the crowd are not happy. Here's what they're saying. If that's the best old Charlie can do, bring back Tubby Morton, you fickle fucking cunts. There was cunts. a fucking protest outside the ground this time last week. What Morton hung, drawn and quartered. Give him a chance. He's had a long layoff, remember? <laughs> Another one says, aye, he's bound to be a bit rusty. Fucking cunts. Um, and it kicks off in the dressing room. Uh Roy's Roy's there with Charlie Carter and Carter says, Well, Roy, I suppose you're glad I'm playing like um idiot. It it justifies your faith in Tubby. Blackie Gray in the back of the the room goes, Charlie, are you out of your mind? (laughs) Don't worry, Roy, I'll deal with this. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't one for you, Roy. You concentrate on the match. I'll call Go into another right, room, Roy. I don't even want you to witness this. Don't turn around. Look away. You could get, I don't want you to be implicated in it. What's about to happen? <laughs> what does happen is Blackie gets hold of... Uh, Charlie. He gets hold of Charlie by the scruff of his neck. Uh, it's a classic, that isn't it? Grabbing the fucking scruff of the neck. Yeah, it's great. Grabbing the, the, great the shirt or the, the, the sweater. Doesn't happen enough anymore, does it? No, people don't have scruffs so much, do they? Yeah. Uh, Nah, the modern we're styles. M- we're mostly scruffless now. Yeah. Um, and he says, that's it's like the punches last- in the stomach, isn't it? Punches in the stomach are the same. Yeah. 
That would you get loads of it in those days. The first thing you'd punch when you were a schoolboy would be the stomach. The rubber punch. Yeah, now yeah. everyone's like, it must be American TV. Everyone's like doing all sorts of different punches or punching people in the face. But mm. in the playground, a, a face punch would be reserved for something really extra special. Mostly it was a punch in the guts. The gut punch Ooh. is the, it's, it's the opener, isn't it? Because yeah. it wins you. Oh, yeah. what it's did a you do punch. Yeah. You're annoying me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll well, punch in the guts. Um... I mean, I'll, I'll still say there's few things in life more thrilling than a fight breaking out in a school playground and everybody in the playground running across Crowding en masse to watch it. Brilliant. Yeah, I remember being uh, in one of those once and what was funny was was that um, two people, like, people got involved and held me and my antagonist back after a couple <laughs> of, like, punches had been flailed, yeah. right? And I sort of felt that sense of relief you get because a crowd had gathered, and I thought, I don't want, I, I don't want to fucking just fight for to, for the entertainment of all these cunts, right? Yeah. And ultimately, fighting's horrible, and you don't really want to do it. But so they pulled us back, as was usually the case with most fights. It could, yeah. But you know what then happened? The hardest kid in the year. In fact, one of those kids so hard that he almost transcended year groups. So even yeah. when we were like in the third year, he was still sort of the hardest kid in the school. Just like he could, yeah. he could, he could be bigger than the fifth years. And he, I won't name him because I'm still too scared to, of him to name him. Absolutely understandable. But yeah, of course. He, he leapt into the melee just as we were being dragged apart. And I thought the fight was over. Right. Mm-hmm. And that my dignity was kind of intact. I, I think I'd landed a couple of blows. So it was all fine. And he fucking jumped in and he grabbed the people who were holding us back and threw them to the floor. And, um, fucking hell. Yeah. And she was like, and he was like, uh, let them fight. Oi, fuck off. Let them fight. And what was funny was when I saw him arrive on the scene, I thought he's here to help break it up further. Brilliant. Now everyone will listen. But in fact, he broke up the breakup. Okay, and no. he demanded that the conflict continue yeah. before him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for his entertainment, for my pleasure. It was like one of those. It was like you two fight, or each other, or you will have to both fight me, <laughs> the school's hardest man. <laughs> and so we're like, oh, okay. So then we had to continue the fight in a half-hearted fashion until until break ended, and he felt satisfied with our performance. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Blackie says, That's the last thought in Roy's head, and you know it. My advice, old son, is to stop feeling sorry for yourself and remind us all why you're nicknamed the cat. <laughs> Good advice. Uh, that's why Blackie is number two. Because I'm starting to think of changing it to the hunt. Yeah. Um, and despite Blackie Gray's tough talking, Second goal goes in. It's lobbed over Charlie Carter from edge of the box. 2-1 to Redstoke. Charlie was way out of position. He seems to be in another world. Says one of them. He's like living in an alternate universe. Um, Has he been hypnotised, perhaps? Perchance. Um, Charlie, uh, Roy says, Charlie, what's the matter? Because Charlie's still down on the ground. Charlie says, it's okay, Roy. I just jarred myself a little when I went down for um ball. 
So he's holding onto his shoulder. Doesn't look good. Roy was conscious that Charlie hadn't long recovered from a broken collarbone, which of course happened in the ill-fitted cricket matches of the summer, which we're still referring back to almost a year later. <laughs> um, Roy says, maybe it hasn't healed as well as we thought. It could account for the way you've been playing. It's impacted the entire season, hasn't it? That one <laughs> totally. daft fucking charity yeah. cricket tournament. Yeah, and that Australian nutbag who fucking caused loads of the injuries by just fucking lobbing the balls at him. Fuck, he's yeah. up with his fucking trotters up back in Australia in the totally. sunshine, laughing to himself Absolutely. with one of those reflective things that you wear to get the sunshine <laughs> on your face, like Paulie Walnuts has in The Sopranos. He sat back home in Sydney or Melbourne with his feet a up by a ball going there. I wonder how those cunts are getting on back in fucking rainy old England. <laughs> I hope their injuries have cleared up. <laughs> um, but Charlie says, um, no, wait a minute. I am all right, I tell you. But Roy's not having it. He says, sorry, lad, I'm not taking any chances. And Charlie Carr goes, What? <laughs> Blackie thinks I don't believe it surely Roy isn't going to bring on the sub in place of Charlie oh. and of course these are the days when you only had one sub oh yes yeah, so there's no goalie on the bench no goalie well sub. I bet I fucking know what's going to happen my guess is that Roy's going to go in goal and play an absolute fucking blinder fuck me He'll play an absolute blinder and knowing him, if they need a goal in the last minute, he'll go up and fucking score it as well. God, yeah. Well, it's all set up for it, isn't it? Mm. Um, so that's it. It says, he does. So there you get a little insight. He does bring on the sub and it says, and Roy's job is in jeopardy. See next week. I mean, to, oh, yeah, to that's the still going on. They, they, yeah. they haven't covered that for the last couple of issues. That's the yeah. exciting thing is, is he going to Walford? It's, it's, his whole tenure is unravelling, isn't it? Yeah. At Melchester, so we'll see what happens. And um, we'll find out next time. What any marks out of ten you're giving that? Nine. Nine. I'm gonna give it an eight. Uh, I, I thought it was quite good. I like the along. dressing room conflict, but I missed that was good. the Wolford update. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite meat and potatoes. Um but there we are. That's it from that one. We'll be back with more next week. Thank you very much and goodbye. Take care, be careful, won't you? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, 
plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.